Social Media Serenity, episode number 19. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each week to give you the lowdown of the latest of what's going on in the world of social media, how we can um, make it productive in our own lives, extending our brands, and how we can really dive in without it sucking our will to live. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's what we do. Hey, Eric, I understand that you've taken up a new uh, career, a little uh, side job of, of basically doing a little karaoke. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, karaoke uh, serenity is, is what we'll call it. Yeah. You want to tell us um, about this uh, song that you have uh, have created? And also, please tell us a, a little story of how it was inspired. Okay. Well, we, my friend and I, Rob and I, we do a show. It's, it's pretty much strictly a comedy show. Uh, it's called WBR Show. Um, back in its first season, it, the WBR used to stand for We're Both Right, but then we kind of got rid of that when we started again. And uh, we've been going strong for about seven or eight months now, again, in the second, what we'll call the second season. And we, from time to time lately, have been doing, let's say, karaoke with a, with a twist. We'll get a karaoke track, but we'll play it underneath, and then we'll sing our own lyrics. Uh, for example... The um, we we did one to, to flock of seagulls. I ran, but instead of I ran, it was about the country I ran. Oh, okay. He uh, Rob said that he won a contest, a radio contest, where he got to go to Iran. It's so far away for five nights, four nights, five days. Anyway, it was pretty funny. We thought we're mostly amusing ourselves, but other others are allowed to and invited to come laugh along. So this one is done to the tune of journeys. Don't stop believing, but it's called don't stop your tweeting. And it basically covers a bunch of different, you know, nerdy and geeky stereotypes. So excellent. Well, with that wonderful setup, I am going to play this directly from WBR show episode number 27, which, by the way, folks, you can check out Eric's show anytime you want over at WBRshow.com. So so without any further ado, here's this wonderful song. Just a nerdy girl Living in an unknown world She twitters about things Thinking people care Just a geeky boy Plays with superhero toys Stays in our lunch at rooms When no one's there The ending of the Lord of the Rings It goes on and on 
goodness folks so there you go you're gonna have to go over to wbr show to hear the rest of that wonderful song uh fun stuff man yeah we had a lot of fun doing it ah that's one of my favorite things about when i check in the into the wbr show is when you guys do these parodies and stuff like that it uh if you if you have not heard the wbr show go to wbrshow.com for uh just the just to pass the time it's it's a it's a fun way to do that one of the things we get the most comments about is people who will listen to it while they're at their day job, and it just helps pass the time. So Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, I used to have uh, somebody who, who uh, said that I helped them fall asleep at night. It was the best time to listen to, <laughs> to uh, my podcast. So that was, that was great. FDA approved to help you with your insomniac. There you go. All right. So anyway, we have some social media things that we want to discuss this week. In fact... I was tempted, Eric, to actually add a lot of news items and a, a lot more articles. But one of the things we did back way back in episode number one is we talked about some of the tr- you know different online tools and, and services that we use to connect with other people and to stay on top of things. And we kind of abandoned that list. So I want to get back yes. to that a little bit today. Okay, well, the news that we got, we can really zip through fairly quickly and then hit that hard. So Excellent. Well, let's start off uh, with the first one. What do you got? Um, let's start off with LinkedIn and Twitter. We talked about that, I think it was last week. And just a quick update. Uh, basically, they're finding that LinkedIn's status updates have increased by about 25% due to having this new Twitter integration. So looks like Twitter's doing some really good, uh, having some really good benefits for LinkedIn. That's good to hear. Uh, and of course, that helps people connect with one another and, and kind of stay up to date with, with what's happening. Uh, as far as what message you're pu- putting out, it, it connects you with a lot of other people. I, I had basically connected my Twitter updates to LinkedIn uh, well before this functionality was available right. using HelloTXT, which we talked about quite some time ago. So... But if you haven't heard about that, go back to the previous episode, episode, what are we on now? 11? Uh, 14? I have 19. So go this back, one's 19. So go back to episode 18 and you'll hear the full story about how you can connect your Twitter tweets with your LinkedIn updates. Yes. All right. So what about uh, LinkedIn and Office 2010? What's this all about? All right. Well, I saw screenshots yesterday. It made me intrigued to try it. So I downloaded the Office 2010 beta from Microsoft, 
and I'm going to go ahead and install it. I haven't yet, so this will be a thing that I'll report back on, uh, let's say, next week. Um, but I'm going to install it on my, my boot camp uh, install on my MacBook Pro here. And basically what it does is it's got an even tighter uh, integration with LinkedIn um, in your Outlook email. And I th- there's already out there right now a LinkedIn toolbar for Outlook, the current Outlook of uh, 2007. Okay. But, but this is going to be built in to Office 2010. Wow. In conjunction with LinkedIn and Microsoft. So if that's not saying that social media isn't going to become at least somewhat you know, solidified and part of everyday business interactions, I don't know what is. Yeah. The, you know what this has done? And of course, you know, the news that they've kind of got this integration with Twitter and, and with all the other things that I see really going on uh, with LinkedIn, especially, I don't think we ever covered this because I, th- I think it happened before we started doing social media serenity, uh, is the fact that there are now these groups that are inside LinkedIn that you can have these kind yes. of like an online forum, if you will. And, you know, with all the, di- the different things that are going on lo- uh, in LinkedIn, I'd like to now amend what what we had originally said uh, in, in our earlier episodes of Social Media Serenity and that, you know, we, we had talked about Facebook, Facebook and Twitter being our two prominent places that we interact with people the most. And, and those are the ones where I feel like everybody ought to have a presence. No matter which way you want to go, uh, you, you probably should have a place have a presence in both. And yeah, I want to just suggest now that even if you're not in business, but you have a brand, I believe that LinkedIn is a place that, that you also should have an account. Yeah, no doubt. I think, and especially because all three of them are becoming more connected. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, and and so that, that's what I'm going to say now is the, the top three places I think everybody should, should be promoting their brand or, or at least having some exposure for their brand is in LinkedIn, through Facebook, and also through Twitter. And, and I really do believe an account in each one. And there are more tools than you can shake a stick at um, as far as how to send status updates to all three at the same time. So, Yeah, and maybe in a future episode, we'll cover strictly just that. Um, just an episode completely dedicated to okay, you've got all these social media accounts. How, how do you connect them? Or what are some of the various ways that our listeners can choose between what works best for them based on either what I do or what you do? And maybe even they can call in their listener feedback as to what they do. Absolutely. That would be a great episode. So I'll look forward to you putting that together in, in an upcoming show for us as far as our show notes. And, and uh, we'll, we can communicate that out. Maybe even give people like a week's notice yeah. That that's going to be a topic. Definitely. Excellent. Um, I was looking at socialmediatoday.com, which is, is a great little blog to keep up with some of the things. You know, uh, Some of them are stories. Some of them are just blog entries, to be honest with you, from individuals who contribute to the site. Um, and one of the things that just caught my eye just as I was browsing through is a, is a post that says, Twitter doesn't create influence. It reveals it. And the whole the whole gist of, of what this guy is saying is that, well, let me just read it. It says here, he says, you can't read more than a handful of tweets before somebody mentions influence. And you also will not find a Twitter measurement tool that does out there that doesn't actually mention influence. 
someone may ask, how has Twitter made so many people more influential? And his argument is that it didn't. He says he agrees that it has given some people more influence only because it gave them a greater reach. But um, but these people all had to possess some level of influence or at least influence potential already. And you know what? I, I really like this because I do believe that this is the case. I mean, I don't have any prepared discussion ahead of time, any points to make here. But when you hear that as far as you know, saying that Twitter doesn't make people influential, it just exposes the people who have some influence. What do you think about that? I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I think that well, – well, let's take – let's go by example and say let's go pre-Twitter, pre-Facebook GSPN podcast network or a production network. Right. Well, I guess it was podcast network back then. Yeah. But anyway, you were somebody who at the at, – even early on initially with even, even just the Lost podcast, you had influence because people were listening. But I would say that, you know, in the same way, it's not that you are now more inf- – well, it, it hit Twitter and Facebook and all these other social media things, they have amplified your influence. You now have the ability to, to have – to get heard even more so. Right. Now, I wonder if, if it's possible that we can define influence and impact, and impact differently. Because I think influence is the ability to, to, to shape an opinion about something and to basically um, to, to have that, that opinion rub off on others. And in, impact, because I, I have, I mean, I, I don't want to talk just about myself, but you know, I, I believe that I've always had this ability to, to, to share my passion in such a way that it would influence the way other people think about something. Um, you know, it's one of the things that has helped me a a lot in my career in sales, uh, you know, in both in insurance and now in equipment sales and consulting services and even, you know, pushing content, you know, uh, to the, to the masses, you know, I, I, I believe that there's a way that, you know, that some people are, they can have a passionate stance about something. They can share that passion and the way they communicate it creates they have influence on the people who are hearing the passion here's here's the uh here's the definitions of those two words great yeah let's let's hear that impact is how something affects something else okay influence is how someone's actions uh play out in another's life or choices hmm so impact would be maybe a circumstance, and I, I mean, as far as I'm reading it, impact is how something affects something else. Okay. Influence is how someone's actions play a role in another's life or choices. Okay, so I would actually say that maybe impact and and, and uh, influence, basically, th- speaking about what we're talking about, is pretty much the same thing. So, so maybe yeah. amplified is, uh, and, and Amanda agrees with you that it, what you said, amplified is really the right word. So I, I, th- I guess maybe I disagree with this this post on social media today and then and that twitter does give you more influence uh, or i i guess it just exposes you to more people so 
I, so maybe I don't disagree. I don't know. <laughs> well, see, I think that's the thing is I think that if like the example I gave, you were you were already you yourself um, influencing people. You, you they were hearing about the choices or your opinions and it made a difference in their lives. But now through these tools, that opinion or actions that you've taken specifically with, with like PABL, um, podcast answer, man, things like that. You are having greater, broader reaching influence based on your decisions, opinions, and so on. Right. So I don't know that I, I don't think it creates it necessarily. Like, if we're just talking like in I think what he's saying is Twitter doesn't create publicity, maybe is a different word, you know? Or it does, but it's not really influence. Right. I think that you know, if you're already in a like he says the thing about the top one hundred Twitter accounts, those people were already influential. But I but I think that Twitter definitely makes them more influential. Well, how about this? Okay, so is is it crazy following to- those top one hundred Twitter accounts? And now I see what they Twitter, not just what they carefully do via you know their uh, your, their publicist, but if I actually see their real time, real life tweets, what they're actually saying has more influence on me now than it ever did before, right? Right. Well, it's that those people probably didn't have any influence on me before because they weren't in front of me. True. And I wasn't connected to them. So so the question is, you know, there was zero influence with me before and now there is influence if I am being if I am following them. Uh, but the question is, well, first of all, I, I just want to go back to the original set sentiment. And that is, I don't we all have influence on other people? I mean, it doesn't always have to be positive influence. Oh, but, yeah. but don't we all impact other people's mm-hmm. lives? I mean, some people make us angry. Some people make us happy. Some people make us sad. We all we all have influence. And and so I'm wondering if it's even fair to say, you know, who has, you know, if we have influence. Or I guess the question is, you know, what's the value of influence and how are you measuring the value of influence? You know, for, like if you go to these things we talked about them in the past, twittergrader.com and all this other stuff, and they, they rate us. And, you know, we were talking about you can get a 99% or something. And it, that just means that you have a lot of you have a lot of potential influence there to to really make a difference with you, the message that you have and the way that you communicate with others based upon their algorithm. And so I, I guess maybe what they're talking about is marketing at, uh, influence. True. And I would say that Twitter does provide mar- people marketing influence. Like, for example, when I was an insurance agent and I wasn't doing podcasting and, and it was just me, uh, sure, I had influence on my clients. I influenced them to make the right financial decisions and, I, you know, and, and to protect their, their assets and everything. So I was influencing their decisions uh, for, for certain topics. But... Twitter, you know, well, first of all, podcasting gave me a great deal of influence uh, with a larger audience. And so I was able to take my influence that I have, my my natural ability of influencing others, uh, to to take that to a much larger audience with podcasting. 
And well, and to be honest with you, podcasting, I have way more people influenced by the podcasting than I do through Twitter. I think we're we're running right around 50,000 subscribers of GSPN right now. And I, I've got what, 2,300 people following me on Twitter. So Twitter, Twitter isn't by and far above uh, my greatest source of influence in, in, in the community. It, my podcasting far exceeds that. But those, I, I think I have a greater deal of influence when it comes to um, the people on, on Twitter that follow me and listen to my podcast compared to those who just listen to the podcast. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think it deepens the influence. Yeah, I'm. I'm re. I was rereading the initial um, paragraph here, and I think, I think what they're saying is that it doesn't make you. It doesn't make you yourself the amount of of ability for you to be influential in and of yourself, talent wise, any different. It just allows you to take that talent you have and amplify it. It's like saying, "Hey, here, I'm really good at talking to people one on one." But now I've got a bullhorn in front of me so more people can hear me. Right. Yeah. So it, it's not saying, you know, oh, it, t- it took this timid person who was shy. Although I think social media could do that. You take a shy person, give them some, some part, partly, uh, you know, pro- give them some partly anonymity type based tools to communicate. They'll flourish. Yeah. Well, so here here's a shocker. Here here's a real shocker. Uh believe it or not, I am not an extrovert. That that will blow some people's minds. I'm I'm actually uh somewhat of an introverted type of person person. Now, not behind a microphone and not when I'm talking about things that I'm passionate about. I, I mean, I, I, I would prefer, but here's the deal. I would prefer to speak to a crowd of 5,000 people in, in, with, a, with a microphone and, and just stand up in front of them and give a speech. I'd rather, I'd rather speak publicly in front of 5,000 people than to walk up to a group of five people at a conference where, they're, where these guys are talking about sports. I, I'm 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 terrified to go up to a group of five guys holding a beer in their hand, talking the you know sports and fishing and and all this other stuff that I really and, and where I don't know that don't know those guys. In fact, I'll even go a step further. At church on Sunday mornings, uh, you know that there's that whole time before and after the 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 celebration service or whatever uh, right. where people are gathered out and they're just talking in their circles and talking about soccer and talking about, you know, Hey, we did this this week and, and how was your week and stuff like that. Unless I know somebody intimately and I know that we share some kind of common passion or topic that I know that I can talk about comfortably. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I hate that. I, I, I avoid those situations and I'd prefer just going in and sitting down. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. I mean, unless I'm with some people that I feel comfortable talking with directly, you know, and not just like small talk, but like, hey, let's talk about video games or let's talk about, you know, social media or movies or, th- you know, different things like that. Longtime friends, no problem. I'll, I'll act out a lot. But, and that's where podcasting comes in is I get to do that. But if, I'm around a group of people where I just don't know them and the topic's not something that fits me, then yeah, I'm going to be quiet as a mouse. 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, here and the other thing is, is if you think about, especially in my church, I have I I have much greater influence because of podcasting, Twitter, Facebook, and all these other things. I have so much more influence over a much larger number of people than I do within my own local church and even in my own local community because. You know, I, I'm able th- this is and this is what I love about Twitter. This is what I love about Facebook and, and podcasting and social media is that everything seems to be centered around things that people have in common as far as interests. You know, I, 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 I can it, we'll just take the, the take the television show loss, for example. You know, I'm not going to be able to go to church on Sunday morning and talk about the most recent episode of Lost and have anybody, you know, and, and I'm not going to be able to sway their opinion about whether or not John Locke is, you know, real or if he's a figment <laughs> of people's imaginations. I, I'm just not going to have any kind of influence on those people because those people, the, the chances of me finding somebody who gives a crap is so low. Whereas I can actually go online and people can follow my, my you know, twitter.com slash lost podcast and I could put that into, you know, to my Twitter update right there. And by golly, you know, there, I think there's about a thousand or so people who are following just that one Twitter account. And if I say something, there's there's a little bit of influence. It's like, hey, guys, here here's a link to the blog post where I have given you the top 10 reasons why I think that John Locke is a figment of people's imaginations. And, and of course, you know, chances are that I'd probably out of a thousand people get, you know, 300, 400 of those people to click on the link and read. And, and I would have some influence on their way they think about that topic. Yeah. So I think that, I think that Twitter does give people a, a, a more influence. I, I think I'm going to have to disagree with the, what this guy wrote. Yeah, I think overall I I'm going to disagree as well because I think that you know it like I said before you can change it almost changes the forum that you're talking to and so it changes the the context and then your personality to a certain extent it allows you to in some ways be your true self selectively. Exactly. Exactly. So, Alrighty, so so there we go. That that that's really the the main gist of something that I I, I saw, and I'm like, does Twitter provide influence? Does, does it allow for this mechanism? And and I really think that there are some there's some power that that Twitter gives you that you would not otherwise have. And so I, yeah. I, I I'd I'd have to say that I that uh that it does create an area. I mean, it doesn't create the influence itself. I mean, all that lies within. It is just a method and a means of communication. But you really can't have you can't influence somebody unless you interact with someone, and what it does create is the connection for influence to take place. Yeah, and if you're aware of that connection, then you suddenly change the way you tw- what you tweet out or what you put as a status update. You know, I I actually case in point yesterday I sought out to connect to uh, one of my bosses at work. I consciously decided to ask them to be a friend on Facebook, not just for networking sake, but also for the sake of if I know that he accepts my friend request, then I know that somebody at work is going to see 
what I'm doing on Facebook and it keeps me accountable. So that extra level of awareness is now there. And by the way, he did accept it. There you go. So now you're busted, man. Right. But that's a good thing. (laughs) I'm going to start pasting pictures of you photoshopped. (laughs) Hanging out at the bars. (laughs) Tagged in this photo, Eric Fisher. Show this on his wall. (laughs) Teach you to do podcasting as dead retweet, fake no retweet (laughs) on me, my friend. Uh, uh anyway so so yeah i, I yeah definitely I, I think we've we've pretty much talked that one so let's go ahead and and just review real quickly what we've covered oh, gosh what was it back in episode one we've talked about the fact that you and i are both using twitter both of yep. us using facebook uh amazingly neither one of us mentioned linkedin and in fact linkedin is one two three four five six seven was eighth in your list yes uh, which we never got to that far down uh and let's see is linkedin even i have i have one i have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen it's 14th on my list when i made the list and and now i am actually saying for me i'm moving it up to you know probably right around number uh, I'm thinking I'm moving it right around number four or five. Uh, so we talked about Twitter. We talked about Facebook. Uh, both in, uh, both you and I talked about the fact that we interact in the gspn.tv community forum as, as a place of uh, building relationships with others online. Um, we both use WordPress uh, extensively for blogging and or podcasting. Uh, we both mentioned that we use Skype, and of course, that's obvious because we're talking <laughs> to each other on it now. Wait, what is this Skype that you speak of? I know. Um, I think it's something has something to do with online auctions. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Which I think that uh, that whole thing got cleared up. Yeah. yeah. So Skype's not going to go away after I. I don't think. No. Not that we ever really were worried that it was. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I think we both talked about the fact that we use Google Reader to yes. to uh, read blog posts so that we don't have to go to everybody's site. Uh, I mentioned that I once used Plurk, but I not I don't any longer. I don't check Plurk anymore. Uh, in fact, I, I think I go to Plurk about once every two to three months now. Uh, but I still post my status updates to the folks out there who are following me on Plurk. Uh, and occasionally somebody will comment and somehow... No, I, th- I think the only thing I ever get is if somebody includes me in a private Plurk, I get an email notification. I would love it if somebody could t- update me and tell me, does Plurk now send you a email notification or an SMS notification, either one, if somebody actually puts a comment on a status update? And if any, I still haven't heard anybody tell me that it's available yet. If it is, I'll go in and, and I'll update the setting so that just like Facebook, if somebody comments on a wall post, I get an email. I'd love to get that from Plurk. Otherwise, I, I, I really don't interact with Plurk very much. Uh, and then, of course, one other thing that you uh, mentioned it was that you used Evernote. And I think all that discussion was back in episode one. So continuing yes. on the discussion, we're going to go back and forth and just talk about online tools, what we use, and just briefly cover what they are. And uh, the next on my list was um, Audioboo. And it's something I'm not using anymore. But audio- yeah, I, I noticed that. Audioboo is an application for the iPhone that allows you to record up to five minutes of audio and it will automatically upload it to the web right from your iPhone and will publish it 
on their site as an MP3 file, which means it's immediately available as kind of a impromptu podcast. And you can subscribe via iTunes to those feeds. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the question is, why did I stop using it? I'm trying to remember. I think it was because there were too many instances where I had a great 3G connection, but the file didn't upload. And I would try it and I would try it. And finally, I'd have to close the application and I would come back. And occasionally, when I came back, the, the, the recording was no longer there. And... You know, even if that only happens 10 to 20% of the time, that's 10 to 20% of the time too much. So it didn't save it in the app itself it and did. then you got to a Wi-Fi and let it upload? It It is supposed to be able to do that. But I think what would what was happening is I would actually record a boo. It would, uh, And they're called boos, by the way. I would yeah. record a boo and I would try to upload it. It would fail for whatever reason. I would have to take a phone call. I'd get busy doing doing something else. Occasionally, I'd try to fire up another application, and it and it wouldn't respond. So I would actually do a you know a, a hard reset. I would actually reset the phone, and I think that that was clearing out that recording. Gotcha. So no, it's not storing. It's it's keeping it in memory. If I go back in before I do a, like a, a reset on the phone, not a hard restore, but a hard reset where you hold the power button and the the home button at the same time until it actually resets and clears out the memory. Yeah. Well, well I, that was clearing out booze, I believe is what was going on. So I decided to quit using it. It's like, you know, I'll just record using my iTalk application and record it and upload it later. Yeah. And besides that, I like the fact, the other thing I didn't like about audio boo is that RSS feed is on audio boo. They're in control of that RSS feed. And I prefer to have everything run off of my own website because I have all these all-inclusive feeds. And, and, it, and I can't easily just incorporate that into a, a uh, RSS feed. There are some things that I could do to make it happen, but I just the, the, if, if it wouldn't have lost two out of every 10 recordings, I would have done the things necessary to get the RSS feed from Audioboo to show up in the all-inclusive feeds for people who went who want to get everything from GSPN. Yeah. But it is, as far as I've seen, not, not, not to completely knock the thing, and, and that's to say that I'm not using it right now either, even though I have an account. Um, it could be, because the promise I saw with Audioboo was that for an iPhone owner, or possibly even if you have a right microphone hooked into an iPod Touch, you could use this as a... Um, it's it's a free mini podcasting tool for somebody who's not gonna for for more of a hobbyist. Yeah, and you can you know send that feed out on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and say hey subscribe to my audio booze and or link directly to them in your your upstate update up status updates. Man, I said I was trying to say upstate, but that's not right. But anyway, um, and so I thought. Oh, that'd be great. Record, you know, up to five minutes of audio while I'm doing uh, walking or something, you know, like you've done and um, and send that out there. But I just was finding I just don't have the want to do that right now, but somebody might. So for them, it may work. I don't know. Another problem that I had was the limit of five minutes. And right, that's you. Some, some people would say, "Gosh, Cliff, I'd love to have you limited to five minutes." 
then <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's true. But but so there. But yeah, it, I I bring it up here because it is a decent service. I kind of prefer to kind of see it as an audio status update. So it it, it would be kind of neat, not necessarily for people to subscribe. I, I wouldn't really want people subscribing to it in iTunes, although you can if I, if I choose to use it some more. Uh, but if I wanted to send out a Twitter message or a status update to everybody who follows me on Twitter, uh, it'd be a great way to to just record an audio status update. It's like, hey, here's here's a quick uh, rundown. I'm very excited. Just got finished watching this movie and can't wait to get home. We're going to be talking about this tomorrow on Family from the Heart. That would have been a great audio bill. Yeah. A, a great promotional tool to check out this week's episode of Family from the Heart. And once it's uploaded, you grab the the link, you put it in your, well, for you, your hello text, and send it out to everything. Exactly. And for somebody else, you know, they put it on Twitter or their Facebook, and they've got a quick audio. Hey, here's what's going on. I'm really excited about such and such. I'm at this conference, or I'm on this trip, or driving in the car, or whatever. You know. Exactly. So it's not it's not without worth, but right now we both have decided not to use it for one reason or another. Right. All right, so the next thing on your list, Eric, you want to tell people what it is? All right, next thing on my list, um, which has actually changed, um, I am using, as far as IM clients go, I'm strictly now just using AOL's Instant Messenger, or at least that's the account I have. But I use AIM Pro with, at work, which has uh, no ads. It's complete, clean, crisp, just your friends or your contacts in AIM and and that's it. And then on the iPhone for that, which helps me to, you know, be able to chat and whatever, I'm using oh, what's it called? The one the I am free. Is that the one? Or I am plus. Sure. Whichever one. Oh it yeah, is. I am plus. It's the same one you have. Yeah, I am plus. Yeah. And that's the one I'm using on the iPhone so that, you know, once in a while, hey, I'm sitting in a meeting, but I really need to uh send somebody a quick message and and get a quick instant response from somebody else in an in my office and that does it just perfectly right now i want to say that um i am clients i'm really not using i am at all anymore um i i don't know why i'm not it's just i i guess it has a lot to do more you know with with the idea of focus and staying away from distractions mm-hmm and, and this boy, this one, this one's a tough one. This one's a tough one to even even to speak publicly because I don't want this to come out the wrong way. But because I desire to be accessible, okay, that that is a strong desire of mine. In fact, if, if I encourage anybody who questions my desire to be accessible, I I, I challenge you to go to gspn.tv slash watercooler. All right gspn.tv slash watercooler. So anybody out there who thinks by what I'm about ready to share uh, that I'm just not interested in being accessible to, to the audience and to my community, that is not the case. But my concern with instant message is that I was too easily acceptable, or, uh, accessible. Same thing. We talked about this briefly with Facebook chat. I have Facebook chat turned off. If I by the chan- by the the chance that I would actually sign into Facebook to check on something, which happens about once a day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes once every two to three days, depending on how busy I am with so many other things. But when I sign in, I don't want the chat 
turned on because you know with as many people that are there they say hey close online and and immediately i would just start getting like five or six or seven different chat tabs open and i'm like right. oh i don't have time for that and it's like i hate that i don't have time for that but i i love the fact that i can actually turn it off to it so that it doesn't show that i'm quote unquote available and instant messaging for me for for in my mind for instant messaging to be quote unquote um useful is there has to be some kind of history in my mind that that I am available somewhat regularly that that people would know to go look for me there? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I I think what you're saying is is it's not that you're not accessible. You're accessible by everyone because you have your email address and those that know you or even those that don't. When they email you, they regardless of whether they know it or not, they're getting a guarantee that they are going to get contacted. Within 24 hours. Absolutely. Based on which time frame they've hit of you cleaning out your inbox. Exactly. And by doing that, you're giving them a prioritized, you're, you're giving them your full attention at that point versus, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, the, good to hear you. Okay, see you later. Bye. You know, a distracted conversation on an IM client. Exactly. That, and, so. and that is, thank you for clearing that up because that, that for me is my concern is that, if I'm going, if I, I want to be accessible, but I don't want to have distracted conversations with people because I, I one of the things that I found because I was using I am. In fact, I was using I am on my iPhone. I was using I am plus and I got all excited about the push notifications. Well, believe it or not, I am plus has been turned off ever since I started getting those plus notif- or those push <laughs> notifications because what would happen is I'd be out and about and and all of a sudden I was logged into AIM and Gtalk and Yahoo and MSN and it showed me available all the time and so people were sending me chat messages hey Cliff how's it going you know hey I love you know hey have you thought about this hey I got a quick question and I'm sitting there and I'm out and it's like all of a sudden I'm in the middle of dinner or I'm having a conversation with my kids or uh, I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing and all these messages are coming in. And I'm like, oh, I don't have time for this. And and but because something's there and it is, quote unquote, instant messaging, I feel this desire or this need to respond immediately. And so finally, I'm like that. That's what I, that was. What was concerning me? It's like I can't do this. I can't show that I'm available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at any given moment that you might possibly need me. I'm available for you because I'm not. It's not realistic. Does that make yeah. sense? And it's no slam against the person that's wanting to contact you. It's just that you, in order for you to get stuff done, you have to have a prioritized list of what's most important, and they still get. But like I said, they still get contact if they email you within 24 hours. That's right. That's right. So well, I'm glad that you brought that up. Which is better than most businesses. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is I, and I don't want to be just viewed as a business. I, I want to be the friend of literally the hundreds of people that I consider to be the closest core members of our community. You know, I, I interact with people in the forum. I interact with people via email and, 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 and you know, all the, uh, various other places but but yeah, instant messaging for me is more of a of a distraction for my daily routine, and so I've chosen not to log in. In fact, I if there were a way, well, actually there is a way. There is a way that I and probably what I need to do is actually set my Skype status to invisible. In fact, uh, while you're saying your or whatever it is you're going to cover next, I'm going to go ahead right now and change my status to invisible. Because let me explain to you what happened. 
I I open up. Um, uh, let's see here. Invisible. There we go. So now I should be showing up invisible on <laughs> Skype. Yeah, I got a growl message that said Cliff Ravenscraft went offline. Great. Yet we're still talking through Skype. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. So let me explain to you why I did that. The other day, I had a client, uh, a, 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 a friend of mine, say, "Hey, Cliff, I want to buy a Heil PR40 from you, and I want a shock mount, I want a pop filter, and I want a microphone arm. How much is that going to be?" Well, it's a couple hundred dollars for this order. And, you know, of course, this is how I make a living, right? So I set up in in my high rise, which uh, we may talk about again another time because I think we're going to run out of time today. But I set up a little follow up that to in a couple days say, hey, how's it, you know, how's it going? Have you made a decision on that? Well, I'm sitting there waiting for him to respond via email. And I was kind of surprised. I mean, he seemed pretty adamant that he was ready to buy this thing. And, and, you know, and of course I, I gave myself, I'm not a, I'm not a high pressure salesperson. So I gave it plenty of days before I would actually, uh, email him back and say, Hey, have you made a decision yet? Well, yesterday I was looking up at my netbook and I saw that little orange thing that says all the different chat messages that I've missed. Well, guess what? Two hours after I sent him the email, he sent me a Skype text message, instant message that says, Cliff, I'm ready to purchase this. How do I go about placing the order and sending you the cash? This is that. and, And when I got that message on Skype, it was two days later. So he could have already by the time I read the Skype instant message, I could have already had the the stuff delivered to him. Right now, luckily, I, I, the relationship is good enough, and that you know he was patient enough that I I sent him a message right back on Skype as soon as I saw it. Hey, I'm sending you an email right now, and then I sent him an email, uh, my preferred method of communication, saying, "Hey, I'm really sorry about that," I, and I explained to him I leave Skype open all the time, and and I usually shut it down, but I forgot to, and I didn't see your message until this morning. And he's like, ah, "Not a problem," and and he's already paid me for the equipment, and it's it's on its way and being delivered to him. So. But yeah, so that gives you an, that gives you an idea of my my feeling about instant messaging. I it's like, oh no, don't send me it there because you know I I, I yeah. So serenity, yeah. I, I choose I choose to become unavailable, um, and not because I don't want to be accessible, but because when I am accessible and when you communicate with me, I want to devote the time to you. Anyway. All right, what do you have next? Anything? In the aim. Hello? Yeah, are you there? Yes. All right. Don't know what happened there. Um, I'll say the, re- the only reason I'm still using one Twitter, or sorry, one uh, instant messaging client is because I use it for work. Um, the, I used to have MSN, or what would now be Windows Live, and that's kind of gone the way of the dinosaur because I only had a select three friends on there that were from back home from from back in like high school and the three of us were pretty tight knit and we're all migrated over onto Facebook with that interaction so oh, good. Just, you know you post here you twit you you twitter there you tag them in a picture here you poke them there and and you know we all inter- integrate there and once in a while if it's like hey let's all talk online well we'll use Facebook chat instead or something like that but we're also busy. That doesn't happen that often. But anyway, I right. mean, the, the, the dialogue has moved to a different location. So, Right. All right. So uh, you and I both have YouTube channels. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. And how are you using your YouTube channel? 
Um, right now there's just one, I think there's one or two videos on there. One of them is a, a, a really old, well, not really old, but early this, uh, year, about February, uh, we did a quick little video, uh, promo for WBR show and that's on there. And then I think there's another one that's maybe something else that's random and funny. But anyway, I, at this point in time, my YouTube use other than just searching and watching things is almost so minimal it's not even worth talking about but i intend to start putting up more stuff on there and then using that embeddability to to have it out there did you see the uh the actual uh, post that i put on my podcast answer man blog that says by far the best podcast promo i've seen to date yes that my friends is the perfect use of youtube I mean, it, it is it is awesome. In fact, um, I would just if anybody's interested, this is what you do. Just go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash best promo. I mean, I, I've given them that that URL on my site because it's that good. Um, we all all matter of fact, this is the one thing that I really feel compelled to do is that I need to use the YouTube channel and the video channel just overall more effectively and because it's something i know that there's some potential there there's some power there there's some exposure there there's some google ranking there that is there's some extremely high value stuff that you can get out of having a youtube video channel and other just other video channels like ustream and and uh, vimeo and vidler and and tube mogul and all this other stuff just pushing this stuff out all over the place um you get a lot of exposure and a lot of people can share this stuff. And, you know, I, I still prefer audio podcasting. It's always going to be my fo- focus, I believe. I, I can't imagine that changing in the foreseeable future. But uh, I certainly need to do quite a bit more video, um, you know, even small little bits here and there. And so that's something I'm going to be making more use of, especially now that I have the Kodak ZI8 camera. Yes. Which, by the way, you can if you go to podcastanswerman.com under tech tips, you can scroll down uh, until you find uh, the post and the review that I did of the Kodak ZI8. Well, Eric, we covered a lot today, my friend. Yeah, covered a lot, and I'm going to find the the little button here. Where is there? It is. So anyway, uh, this is a plus member only episode and we just want to say thank you to our gspn.tv plus members we would not be able to create all this wonderful content if it weren't for the fact that you guys were helping uh to keep the lights on here as as well as the internet access at gspn.tv so thank you for that those of you who are watching live and you're not a plus member head over to gspn.tv slash plus to learn more eric until next time join the community